Welcome to Whatever It Takes Radio, helping you do whatever it takes to succeed in marriage and in life. I'm your host, Paul Speed, and today I'm in the studio with my lovely wife, Nikki. Hello, Nikki. Hi, Paul. How are you today? You know, I'm super excited today. You are? Why are you super excited? Well, I'm excited because I really believe today's podcast is going to be beneficial to our listeners. If you recall, on our previous podcast, um, we had mentioned a survey that you and I read that 65% of marriages end in divorce because of their inability to communicate or resolve conflict because of communication. Mm. And I know from the beginning of our relationship, one of our main commitments is um, learning to communicate. And I believe today's topic um, has been transformational for us, and I believe it's going to be transformational for other people. Mm, I think you're right. I think as you and I listed kind of some of those things, um, having respect for one another, believing the best um, of one another, types of active listening that you and I do, listening to understand because um, we knew that communication was going to be a potential issue between us because we are introverts. We tend to go silent. We wanted to do well in this area. And um, so I'm glad, you know, that was one of the first things God did is have us look at how can you and I put healthy communication practices um, in place before we got married. And today we really want to show you something that God's revealed to us as a hidden roadblock that to uh, that could um, potentially stop our healthy communication. Yeah, when you and I would talk about um, kind of what are the things that tend to derail a couple or even you and me, um, what we found is we were looking at some things on the surface and that there was a deeper root. And I think that's what was interesting. That deeper root that we want to talk about today is fear. And how does fear derail, um, really, or destroy healthy communication? Um, it looks like a lot of different things. It gets manifested in different ways, but it, um, it really is at the root. It can get manifest like anger. Like, what's your story, Paul? Yeah, it could be any of those things. Well, um, one of the story I wanted to tell was when Jenny and I, um, I guess this was after coming clean, maybe a year or two after coming clean. So we were doing well um, in ministry together now. Um, the kids were growing. Every, everything was out in the open. In other words, we were really doing well. And one morning, though, um, I woke up, and she was in the bathroom brushing her hair, and I walked past her to go into the closet to, to finish getting dressed. And I felt like this force field around her, like, like, do not touch me, beware, <laughs> go, go far, far away. That's what I'm feeling inside. So I begin to feel fearful. In other words, what have I done? Um, here we go again. I'm getting ready to um, get the wrath of my wife or something, and I don't even know what it is yet. How do I protect myself? So my first thought was my old pattern, which is get dressed and get out of the house, get to work. Get an excuse to run as fast as you can and just let the kids get the wrath for eight hours and maybe maybe it'll be diminished by the time you get back, by the time I return home. But it was really sweet because I began to pray and God gave me a question and uh, didn't really think about how it applied to me, but I, I did it toward her and I walked out. And I just gently grabbed her shoulders and I spun her around um, so we could see eye to eye. And I asked her, what are you afraid of? Hmm. And when I said that, it was amazing. I was stunned. Instantly, her shoulders, which were tight, which were drawn up, um, they just Hmm. softened. They just lowered. And I thought, oh boy, look at this. In other words, God 
was taking us right to the root of what was going on. In a scenario, it happened the day before where the kids were wanting to do some coloring and we were helping them do a search on the internet to pull up some, just some coloring book pages that we were going and putting in kids terms for that, a pornographic or part pornographic picture popped up. And even though it was acknowledged, we dealt with it right then. It was just, um, um, Jenny and I that, that saw it. It still by that night and through the next morning when she woke up, the enemy had taken that in her mind and said, see, You'll never be able to protect your kids. See, Paul's wow. going to find it when he's not even looking for it. See, there's no hope for you guys. See, you're going to lose it. In other words, by the time she's brushing her hair in the morning, it's Armageddon is happening. I mean, it's the end of the world. Wow. And, um, but what was at the root of it? Fear. Yes. And I could have come out in my own fear at that point and not want to communicate. Like you said, run, get silent, do all of those things. Um, she probably would have expressed anger had I just said, what's wrong with you today? In other words, I could have asked that question and that probably would have become, look what you've done for 14 years, you know, because of such and such. In other words, when, what was at the root of it was fear. And I think what you and I've seen is the enemy, our enemy is so crafty. He's always lurking behind and we see it comes out in many ways, but at the root of it, um, is fear. And why is it so powerful in us? I think for me, in other words, I don't want to be wrong. So you come to me and you say, hey, Paul, can we have a talk a minute about lunch yesterday? There's this thing inside of me that's instantly like, well, I know that she doesn't want to talk about the food we ate or whatever. It's <laughs> She's getting ready to reveal something about me and maybe how I even hurt you. That's right. That's one of the ways fear um, can be known, but another is the fear of being exposed. Hmm. You know, I've thought about this because a lot of times that's why I don't tell the things I've done wrong because I'm afraid I'm going to be exposed. And oh my gosh, if I'm exposed, hmm. then I might not be accepted. And yeah. that's really at the root of us, a fear of not being accepted. Yeah. I think, well, that makes you vulnerable. And for us to be vulnerable puts ourselves in someone else's hands really gives them power. Maybe we even lose power. And I think we feel fear and it has that kind of control on us in a conversation because maybe I'm feeling fear because there's consequences I feel that are getting ready to come. I can see how this conversation is going and something's getting ready to change. That's going to take maybe some of my liberty or my whatever away. So therefore fear is going to, to derail my ability to communicate and stay engaged with you through active listening to understand what's really going on in your heart or vice versa if it was me. Another fear that we might have in communication is a fear of being hurt. Mm. If I tell you what's going on, if I make myself vulnerable and let's say you react in fear back to me and start accusing me, well, I'm feeling rejected mm. and that hurts. Yeah. I think, you know, for a lot of listeners today, when we're talking about active listening and walking through a scenario like you and I may walk through over a hurt or a disagreement or something that was overlooked, we're not, we know that there may be trauma going on in your marriage right now. There may be an exposure of, unf exposure of unfaithfulness or other things. And we know there's a communication style that may need to go help you walk through that. But overall, I think it would help us all to always be able to identify fear. You know, Scripture tells us um, that it's our enemy, Satan, who leads by fear. He drives 
us by fear. It's not a motivational tool that God uses. In fact, I don't know what the number is. They say, I think, over 365 Mm -hmm. times in Scripture, God tells his people, do not fear. Do not fear. I am with you. Do not fear. Do not fear. Which seems to tell me that root issue that many of us may struggle with is in the area of fear. And that when the enemy comes to us, he's going to come with fear. It's going to come out in different ways. Like you said, it may come out um, where I may want to lie. In other words, now, because I feel fearful, one of the consequences of that is I may tell a story. I may lie. Another one is blaming. Mm. That is a big one. Boy, I tell you, when I get put in the corner and I start getting afraid, I want to blame you for the way I'm feeling, the way I'm reacting. It's all your fault. (laughs) Yeah. Well, when we blame, I think that's part of that um, hiding. Oh, in our conferences, we always say blaming lets you be a victim. Yes. Victims never get free. So there is something, again, that fear inside of us. I don't want to take personal responsibility. Everything inside of my flesh says, no, blame others, lie, cover this up. In other words, let it be about them and not you. And I can remember even in my own story, Paul, that I, I wanted to blame others because I was afraid to look at myself because I was so ashamed hmm. of who I was. And it was hard for me to even look at myself. And it was easier to blame others for where I was at because I was so full of shame. Hmm. And that shame, just like um, blaming or that, that feeling of, of me being afraid that this is going to expose me as being wrong and I don't want to be wrong. You know, there's an element of pride in there. In sure. other words, in all of us, just like with shame, Scripture says shame comes by pride. And um, and I think that's always being able to walk backwards and look. So you being able to see that part. Um, I, you know, kind of grew up where, um, and in my relationship with Jenny, because I did have failures in my life, I did always believe I was wrong. Mm-hmm. In other words, even when I felt that this conversation isn't correct, I felt wrong. But when we... Come to a situation, you and I come to one another where there's been hurt or there's been a misunderstanding. And we, to, again, it's as simple as, Nikki, can we sit down and talk a minute? Doesn't that cause something inside of you? This is, Oh, no, where is this going? Isn't that, yeah, see, isn't <laughs> yeah. that interesting? In other fear words, is there immediately. Instantly. You know, whether the enemy's involved in that or not, I think there's a natural part of our flesh that's like, oh, no, where's this going? And isn't that interesting? Immediately, it's like, what have I done? Right. And even though I want to be a loving husband, and if you asked me at any other time during the day, I would say, oh, no, I would never react that way if she wanted to talk to me about something or bring something to my attention because I want to live with my wife in an understanding way. You know, I want to be. (laughs) But yet the moment that happens, you get that phone call from somebody. Can I talk to you a minute about something you did last week or, you know, some mistake you made or here's something. Can I just point this out in your life? You know, it almost puts you on the defense right away. It does. And at the core of it, though, I think if we'll stop and recognize it's really fear, it's not what the other person's saying. When you come to me, we did one the other day. We were at lunch and I had made some comments that made you, um, you didn't understand why I was making the comments and it hurt you. In other words, you didn't feel I understood, you know, how that affected you. And then we're on the way home and I'm happy-go-lucky. You know, lunch was great. And I said, hey, so how was lunch? You know, because we were with a, another couple and and you said, well, can I say something that, mention something that you said that 
kind of bothered me that hurt me and instantly I'm driving <laughs> I'm like oh no here we go why did I even ask I don't care what you feel in other words and I'm I can feel defenses starting to come up and yet you haven't even started acknowledging anything Isn't to me something? yet but I'm already afraid afraid of being exposed here I've done something wrong I've hurt someone again and it's interesting because I was afraid to even say anything really like oh my gosh what if he doesn't understand me or what if I'm wrong, you know? Wow. So fear with both of us trying to derail us being able to walk through a situation. And had we not, uh, I know it would have become a conflict later on, but you did. You stepped out in faith and you said, um, when you said this at lunch, this is how it affected me. This is, you know, the way it made me feel. I don't think you understand my perspective on this or why... I did. And I could feel inside of me. In other words, we want to practice what we call active listening, listening to understand. So I remember kind of checking it at the time. In other words, Paul, don't let fear derail. In other words, listen, listen. And as soon as you finished, I kind of went through the steps that we did. I said, so what I hear you saying is when I made that comment, this is how this made you feel. This is where it took you in your thoughts or whatever. And you said, yes, that's correct. And that if if I can't see from your perspective, this can be an issue later on because I need to understand. So you and I took kind of our health communication steps and I feel we walked through it. Yes. And I remember making the comment later on to you. We had to come back and talk about it again. And I said, I feel like this can, what was the word I used? Kind of like derail us, make us implode if yes. we don't get deeper in this. And then as we got deeper, we began to discover the fear side for uh, both of us, for both of us, of what we were hearing or that kind of motivation inside this thing, something stirring in me, but I can't put words to it. So the normal reaction is to either lie or cover up or to blame you or to go run silent, from, go silent because there's two personality types and one's going to control and dominate. In other words, I'm going to override this or make it about another situation you did yesterday. Or you and me, it's silent. We're right. going to go quiet. And, you know, I think it's really important. I know we, we teach this at the marriage conference is um, we do what we do because of what's inside of us. So if fear is being triggered in me, then I need to say, okay, why? Why? To be able to ask that question. And it seems like a scary question, but it really is helpful. So... Nikki and I just want to share a couple of things that we have kind of talked about and we try to practice that we think could help you if you find this happening in your relationships. Um, the first thing is to have a mutual agreement that fear is a hidden roadblock to derail good, healthy communication. Because if you both can't come to that agreement, then it's going to become really awkward when it gets brought up in a conversation because what will happen in, with Nikki and I is I may come to her and say, Hey, can we talk about this thing that was said yesterday or the other week? I've been pondering this. I haven't wanted to say anything, but now that I've thought more about it, um, when you did this or you said that I, I really wish you would consider because this is the way it affects me. And at any time in this conversation up to this point, if she or I begin to feel fear, we do what we think it's the first step you need to do, and that is expose it. Yes. Bring it to the light. So many things in our life, obviously hidden sin, but they lose their power when we expose them. 
and the enemy runs. He has to flee. He doesn't want to be exposed. His number one uh, way of success in a relationship or a person's life is through hiding. In other words, disguising himself, deception. That's where his power lies. And it's going to continue to um, derail you personally and the relationship through the conversation if you allow those things to stay hidden. And I like what you said a minute ago, Nikki, that even you had to sit there and think through, I want to talk about this, but I'm afraid if I bring it up, how's it going to respond? In other words, before we've even gotten in the conversation, you're possibly being derailed by fear. Yes. And what would have happened to you? In other words, had you not brought it up, and you allowed your fear to control you and not said it, do you think it would have just gone away? No, it would have escalated. I would have filled in the blanks, oh. and I would. it would have got ugly. <laughs> I probably would have got silent, distant, withdrawn, and then you'd be like, what's the matter? And I'd be like, nothing. Right, <laughs> right. And, and, and it... It, it could have, it just, it's a downward spiral. Yeah. And by then what often happens so many times is the issue becomes something else. And, and we even forget what the first issue was. We forget was. what it was. And um, so I'm, you know, I'm proud of you and I'm, I'm glad that we've again are kind of sticking true to this idea of listening to understand. And we're going to continue to pursue healthy communications and just ad- identifying and being able to recognize this one major hidden roadblock and that it's not you always blame you just can't take personal responsibility or there you go again trying to spend no the deeper question is why what why are, are you, you doing afraid of? what are you afraid of so nikki i think the first part again is as a couple um you've got to talk about this i think you've got to talk about we have fears and again that makes us vulnerable that makes us feel weak at times, um, insecure, et cetera. But um, it's the enemy's tactic, so we all have them. So better just to say, you know what, we have them, and we're going to start exposing fear. We're not going to let it hide anymore and um, be manifested in other ways. So if the couple can come, kind of like a rule of engagement, in other words, from now on, when we're talking about something, we always, when fear is felt, let's expose it. I think that does several things that helps you get on the same page together as a team. Yes. And, um, and that's going to make you more um, successful as you do that. The second thing is to, as you recognize it and as you expose it is to, I guess no better way to say it is you've got to own it. Even though it's the enemy, it's easy to say you're making me feel fearful because blah, 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 blah. Well, the truth is I need to leave you out of it and say, Right now, I feel fear. This is what I'm afraid of. This is where I see this going. Because you can also spin that and say, see, I'm afraid that here you go again, and I'm going to put it back on you. And that's not exposing it. That's just getting to the blame. That's getting to one of the consequences of the fear. Instead of time saying, I feel the enemy right now filling me with fear because I'm afraid of where this is going. I'm afraid I'm going to lose control. I'm afraid this is going to make me look really bad or I'm getting ready to lose everything. And even though that may happen, now that I've exposed the fear, it almost always causes it to lose its power. And that's the reason we need to expose it is so that it loses its power. And then you can move forward. You can, and you can move forward in it together. And oftentimes by time, if you'll acknowledge it that way and Keep moving forward, and if the fear comes back again, stop and acknowledge it again. If the couple, like you and I, when we recognize it, 
I think we both have learned to stop and allow the other person to process through it. Owning it, saying, I'm afraid, this is what's going on in me. Sometimes it may even go back to our childhood or other things that have happened, but you, you never know. Because when we can stop and do that and expose the fear, it makes listening to understand the other person's heart a whole lot easier because you're not driven by fear. No, I totally agree. I think the whole part of listening to understand um, is being able to move past those fears, our own thoughts, our perspective, and the way we see a situation and so forth, our fears to understand the other person. It's easier to humble ourselves. It is. And that's really what it takes, I think, to overcome the fear because uh, fear is going to cause you to want to self-protect, which is out of pride. Fear is going to want to tell you you're going to lose here. This is going to be to the other person's going to win. Yeah. And that's out of pride. In other words, it, fear and pride are hand in hand. And that's what it's drawing you with. And if you as a person can stop to get there it, it and acknowledge it, it is what it is, call it what it is. Then it helps you mentally. I know what it does for me. It helps me mentally say, okay, I've done that now. That's over here on the shelf. That's exposed. I'm embarrassed or whatever. That was a stupid fear. Now, can we go back to what you were saying about lunch yesterday? In other words, it allows me to get re-engaged with what you're saying so that I can understand, hopefully, what you're trying to communicate from your heart. And, you know, it's a whole lot easier to do that when we really believe, because I love the verse that you said, you know, don't fear why, because God is with us. God is for us. And even in communication, we have to trust God with our hearts, you know, to be vulnerable Mm. is scary, but I'm not really putting my heart in your hands. I'm putting them in his. Wow. And when we can trust his love, you know, because I love what we say at Hope, fear drives faith follows. And if we can just follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, we know he's going to lead us in a good place. He reveals to heal. So even in our conversation and exposing those fears, being Mm -hmm. vulnerable, opening ourselves up, God wants to reveal those things to heal our hearts so we can be healthy in of ourselves and have a healthy relationship. Well, that's awesome because every time you reveal it and you expose it that way, it, I think it diminishes the power the next time. Yes. In other words, but instead, if we don't, if we hide it, it just becomes one more thing that controls us, controls us, and derails us. Because we're never going to get healed. No, we won't. No, we won't. And we know God, um, God's Word says that He has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, a love, and of a sound mind. And what a beautiful way to be able to put that into practice is in our conversations and our communication with one another. So we hope today um, that you've learned something from this. I think, Nikki, um, that exposing fear, recognizing that it's one of those things and it's there that derails communication, even though it looks like a lot of different things because it makes us blame and lie and control and so forth, but it's there, I think it's really going to help. Okay, so we know scripture makes it clear that, you know, we are in the devil's backyard and as long as he's around one of his main tactics is fear. Mm. So don't be don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to say, God, where is fear dominating in my life, in my communication skills? Mm. I think that's really good. It makes us feel weak, and there's lots of reasons we don't want to admit we're fearful. But it's the enemy. He's behind fear. He always is. So the more we can expose it 
and um, basically cause it to lose its power in our, in our lives and in our communication, the better off we're going to be. Well, that's awesome, Nikki. Thank you so much for taking the time to um, share with our listeners today about fear. And um, I hope that's been a great benefit to them. So thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Paul. So if you've got other questions or want to know more about Whatever Takes Ministries or how we can help you, uh, please contact us through our website or call us at 336-310-5050. And thank you again for joining us today. So until next time, remember, your life can be different if you're willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes.